Community Cats podcast. Ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Community Cats podcast. I am your host, Stacey LeBaron. I've been involved helping homeless cats for over 20 years with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society. The goal of this podcast is to expose you to amazing people who are improving the lives of cats. I hope these interviews will help you learn how you can turn your passion for cats into action. Today, we're speaking with Aaron Hancocks and Michael McNamara of Market Street Films. They are going to join us and talk about a new documentary documentary that they have directed and produced and I'd like to welcome them both to the show. Welcome Aaron and Michael. Hi there. Hey there. Let's go cats. <laughs> So I'm going to just jump right into things and um, have Aaron start out with uh, telling us a bit about their project as well as why you are a crazy cat guy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, I guess I'm a crazy cat guy because I was single for a few years and I had had cats before with, you know, an ex-girlfriend and I got a cat at a time in my life when it just brought in such an amazing amount of joy to my life and really enriched my life lifestyle and I just realized that these these animals have such a great power to to heal and bring people together and uh, anything I can do to spread that joy and love I'm I'm all for it and Michael how, how about you I'm allergic to cats I, <laughs> I you know I've lived in households with them and uh, uh, I start to get itchy and scratchy so so, so uh, making a film about uh, cats for a whole year uh, was a bit of a challenge particularly because there were just so many amazing looking animals such beautiful cats and I was always tempted to pick them up and I always knew it would be a big mistake if I did so tell me a bit Aaron about catwalk tales from the cat show circuit not many of us in the community cat world really deal with the cat show circuit I have been to several of them over the years because when I was with the Merrimack River Feline Rescue Society we actually did fundraisers at cat shows but some folks maybe don't even really know much about what a cat show is so maybe Maybe uh, talk a little bit about your discoveries with the cat show circuit. Absolutely. So I, um, I'm a cat lover and I, I got my cat Bo from a rescue organization here in Toronto. So that's kind of the world that I am familiar with. I had no idea really about purebred cats or about cat shows at all until I was at a, um, a big fair here in town and I stumbled across a kind of homemade looking sign that said cat show this way. I got excited thinking I was maybe going to get to meet a bunch of cats and play with them uh, when in actual fact it was a very serious competitive cat show and I was just surprised and amazed and I thought if I'm a cat person and I don't know about this presumably many people don't know about this and that's usually a great basis for a documentary great premise so why do you think people don't know much about cat shows um Michael do you want to know they're they're kind of a well-hidden secret in plain sight if you're involved in that world uh, there's a there's a cat show for you to compete in every weekend uh, during the, the season and the season is what like about 10 months long or something yeah. like that yeah uh, in, in Canada and on, particularly in Ontario they're held in just about every small town there's something going on and for anybody who doesn't know what they are or what they look like what happens is is usually held in a, like in an arena or a community center of some sort some very large room where people arrive with the cats that they're competing with and uh, they bring litter boxes and cages and food and all the other things that they're going to need for the weekend and then they set up a, a little station essentially and then they wait 
to be called to a ring to uh, to show off their cat. Well, the difference between a cat show and a dog show is that usually with a dog show, you show up, you parade the dog around in front of the judges, and then that's your one shot at, at a prize. What they do at cat shows is there's usually four or five judges and four or five rings that you bring your cat to, depending upon what the category is, for instance, the long hair category. You actually get judged by five different judges over the period of the day, and then points are added this all sounds very complicated, and in fact, it took us months to understand exactly what all the rules were. <laughs> but, uh, but maybe it, that's why it's not as well known as dog shows, <laughs> actually, because yeah, yeah. do- you know dogs are are the classic. Kids can come, and dogs do tricks, and et cetera, et cetera. Whereas this is a little more uh, a beauty show. It's a beauty show, and it's a little more technical, mm-hmm. yeah. I believe. Yeah, the, the 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 cats are judged on just sort of how close they are to whatever the breed standard is. So it's the shape of the head, the condition of the fur. As well in the condition of the cat, the health of the cat, a little bit with the cat's behavior and demeanor. If a cat is going to squirm around and you know uh, while they're being judged or or, or bite the judge, uh, then uh, usually they get disqualified pretty quickly or they lose points. Uh, and it's a points game, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. The, the points are accumulated not just at the show because somebody will win a best of the show for that weekend or whatever, but then the the actual points are accumulated over the period of the season. And so what happens is you get these uh, long drawn out conflicts and competitions between cats in the same category that can last the whole season and in some cases it's a a bit of a nail biter as to who's going to come out on top and that was kind of uh, the story that we found as we were making the film. It's interesting. That's sort of like, I, I play tennis. Many people know I play a lot of tennis. So it's sort of like the ATP of the cat world, huh? Yeah, very much. <laughs> you know, many people think of cat shows as just a place where breeders bring their cats or it's always determined just by specific breeds. And one thing that I learned when I went to the cat shows was that there's quite a few opportunities and categories available for mixed breed or unknown background cats. You didn't have to have 10 pages of papers behind you or behind your cat. Was that what you found out when you were doing your research? Pretty much. This is this is Aaron, by the way. We um, there's a category called household pets, which is the I guess the technical term for non-purebred cats. And in many ways, it's the most fun category because it's wide open, and people from any walk of life can come. They don't have to be a breeder, obviously. Uh, and a lot of kids will participate in that category. It's really fun. You guys get a lot of uh, you get a lot of great characters. We have a few people uh, competing in that category in the film that are really great. There's one woman who has a cat named Maestro who was a rescue. The cat was was a, abused physically and had cigarette burns on his body and stuff. But over the course of his rehabilitation, he became a, a champion cat in the household pet category. So that's one of the cats in the film. We're proud to be an affiliate of Space Kitty Express, makers of handmade, refillable catnip alternative cat toys. Think Valerian, Silver Vine, Honeysuckle, etc. for the discerning cat who wants to try something new or doesn't respond to catnip. You can even get 10% off your purchase at Space Kitty Express by using the code COMMUNITYCATS at checkout. Help your kitty blast off today with some new toys from www.spacekittyexpress.com. 
Did you miss the 2018 online CAT conference that we held in January? Or would you like to share some of the conference webinars with friends? You can now purchase the presentations and share them with colleagues and friends. Just visit our recordings page, which is under the resources tab, to access webinars from some of the leading personalities in feline welfare today. They're sure to give you and your cat-loving friends great ideas on ways to help even more cats. Check it out at www.communitycatspodcast.com. Do you profile multiple cats or is it like a handful of stories? How is the film set up? This is Michael here. We found um, a couple, a sort of a, a cat show power couple, Bob and Elaine Gleason, who are breeders themselves. They're based in London, Ontario. They're kind of uh, internationally renowned uh, judges. They do judging all across Canada, in the United States and China, and uh, they, they get to travel quite a bit as guest judges. We spent some time with them and Aaron asked them quite pointedly, is there you know any sort of a conflict, competition? brewing between any specific cats and are there any good stories that you would recommend and they knew of one right away and Darren you can talk about the, uh, the two characters perhaps that we, yeah. uh, we met yeah yeah sure uh, yeah I mean Elaine and Bob just kind of gave it to us on a silver platter they said we have two cats that are headed towards a photo finish this season so we just jumped in right away and filmed most of the season we had to kind of make up for some lost time because we missed the first few shows but there were two very different cats that were competing in the same category of the uh, long Long hair alter breed. And alter meaning spayed or neutered. That's right. <laughs> so we followed those two cats and their their owners throughout the end of the season, and they were really contrasting uh, cats and contrasting women who owned the cats. Was it intense? It actually was really intense. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Like there were a lot of there were tears shed. Um, the drama was really well. You'll see it in the film. These cats, they're not just any old cat for them. You think maybe if some of them are breeders. Not all of them are. One of our main characters was not. You think, oh, maybe if they have 20 cats, uh, this one cat is just another number. No, these cats are extensions of themselves. In some cases, they treat them like they would their own children, or maybe they consider them to be their children. There's a lot of emotions wrapped up in what they do. So tensions were high. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. there's a lot of drama. Yeah, uh, one of our ca- uh, characters, is, her name is uh, Kim Langell, and she lives in uh, Moncton, New Brunswick, in the eastern part of Canada. She's a single woman. She scuba dives as a hobby. I think she's a traveling saleswoman, right, mm-hmm. essentially. And so spends a lot of time on the road. She's a fierce competitor. And so she had a handful of cats that she was competing in different categories. But her main star was a cat named Bobby, who was a Turkish Angora. Beautiful, white, gorgeous cat. And uh, with a great temperament. And he loved to show. He was a kind of a boisterous. and, and, Play, and Very playful. Yeah. And, and so uh, uh, she would travel, you know, hundreds of miles uh, every weekend to, uh, to compete with with Bobby and at the beginning of the season it looked like Bobby was going to be a shoe-in. Bobby was just mounting up the points and nobody came close. And then another cat who hadn't competed in a, in a while, a woman who owned the cat, maybe you want to talk about Shirley? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Shirley came into this, to the mix and brought Ulala, her cat, out of retirement. And Ulala is a fantastic cat, a Persian, who had actually just finished uh, second place in the American League, the uh, Cat Fanciers Association of America. So she was coming off an amazing season in the CFA had retired and she thought that that was the end of Lala's competitive career and then she got the itch and came back into the competition and very quickly caught up with Bobby this race between Bobby and Lala that was really a nail biter and Shirley is very different from Kim and it's really a study in contrast Shirley is a nurse 
pen is a little bit more quiet, but really, really a shrewd computer and really knows her stuff and knows her grooming and is really respected in the community. So um, yeah, it's just a great study in contrast. We couldn't have written it any better had we been writing a, a fiction film. We were talking a little bit before we started recording about the concept of purebred cats and why do we even need to have purebred cats? Many people get their cats from breeders. One of the things that we're facing in New England is actually a decline of kittens and cats in our shelters, so much so that there's worry about not having enough to sort of feed the demand in the public. So there's a lot of conversation out there about breeding cats in general, as well as breeding purebred cats and people going out and getting purebred cats. And obviously, a lot of these cat shows are dominated by uh, specific breeds of cats. And I just was wondering if you learned anything through your process of putting together this documentary, or if you had some preconceived notions that you might want to share with our listeners. Sure. Maybe I'll take that one as the um, the kind of resident cat owner. I'm a big supporter of, of rescue organizations that I have to get my cat from one. I thought it was a responsible thing to do. And I didn't see the appeal in purebred cats. And I think they, they made a really convincing argument on a couple of fronts. For one thing, we should say cat transfer organizations are really good about don't that money to rescue organizations and giving back to the community. They see themselves as part of the solution. And part of that is choosing the right breeders. If you're a backyard breeder who, you know, sells your cats on PG or sells them in the back of your van, you are not going to be allowed in the show. You won't be celebrated. And the judges will notice the cats have to be healthy. And on top of that, they really believe that in maintaining these breeds, they're actually maintaining a certain kind of diversity of cats and of food for the diversity of the species. Uh, And I agree. I would agree with those comments. The hard part is, especially in other parts of the country where you're dealing with just so much overpopulation, and I guess also expenditure of resources, and it gets frustrating for some of the rescuers out there thinking that there's all this money going into breeding, which may or may not be necessarily true. I I personally don't think that there's a ton of money. I I don't think that breeders are becoming millionaires out there, but there's this question of sort of, you know, equity going around for all cats. So it's, we, I mean, we, we do have to be understanding of everybody's perspectives. I think it's been great how uh, the breeders and the cat groups have been very supportive of rescue. And I think it would be really nice that if there could be even more of that. Yeah, yeah, we really agree. And in fact, we've we've partnered with cat rescue organizations in the release of the film and in trying to use what we think is like a really fun, entertaining film to uh, draw attention to an issue that we more people should pay attention to. And we should say that we are also working on on other cat film ideas that are looking at um, some of the issues around feral cats. We look at it as all being part of the same conversation. So if folks are interested in finding out more about Catwalk Tales from the Cat Show circuit, and if they'd like to see it, um, how can they do that? The, I guess the most common one would be iTunes. You can also find it on Amazon or pretty much anywhere. I want to thank you both for joining me today and for being a guest on my show. And I hope we'll have you on again in the future uh, with your other upcoming projects. It sounds great. Thanks very much. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Thank you for listening to the Community Cats podcast. I would really appreciate it if you would go to iTunes, leave a review of the show. It will help spread the word to help more community cats. 